is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Well, Seth Curry, man. So much for this like new look starting lineup. Yeah, I'm not sure when we're gonna see that, and it's kind of sad. It's already started. The injury bug has already started. Yeah, I read a uh, I read a pretty good new blog uh, from a guy that we're gonna hopefully talk to in the next couple of days, uh, and he's a physical therapist, and he was going over. Um, the guy's name is Matt Nguyen, and uh, he was talking he was talking about the uh, the injury, and he said he compared it to. Um, an injury that let me find it. He said that it, somebody had an injury last year where it just started like escalating and escalating and just like lasted like a really long time. And I just really hope that that's not what happens with, with Seth Curry. I hope that this is something he can come back from pretty quickly. Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, that's what Dallas is going to play the, the long-term approach with it. You know, they sent out the press release on October 7th, and said, you know, announced that you know the Curry injury to his tibia, said that he would be reevaluated weekly. Uh, today, you're listening to this on the 16th, so uh, over the weekend was a week since of, since that. Carlisle addressed it um, Sunday at practice, uh, talking, giving the update on Seth, and said he'd be out another week. So that puts him, um, yeah, I mean that's that's three games right there that he's uh, definitely going to miss. And if he does come back after those three games, his first game will be against his brother. <laughs> and you definitely want to be back for that. It'd be isn't that uh that's Curry vs. Curry Volume Seven? I've been I've been uh, keeping track on them, and uh, I I do this piece every time where I go through all the plays where they play each other, <laughs> where they're like up against each other, and document <laughs> all those. That's a super yeah. super fun piece that I like to write. The uh, the guy that Matt um. Compared him to was Drew Holiday from the 2014-15 season. He had the exact same injury. He's supposed to come back in two to four weeks. He missed a month, came back and had a setback. Missed three more weeks, uh, and that was a total of 42 games that year. So you just hear you hear stuff like that, cool. and you're like, ugh. Uh, and we're Nick, you just depressed the whole fan base. Well, right it now. was Matt, man. Blame Matt. We'll bring him on the podcast and we'll talk to him about <laughs> it because he knows he knows more about this stuff than us. So. Uh, but yeah, that it, it's it's sad just because you know you want to see the full team, the full squad on you know the home opener, but you know it could definitely be worse in a lot of regards. You know it, this could be a, a Dennis Smith Jr. injury, this could be a Dirk injury. You know like that stuff is just <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean they're just gonna take their time with it and uh, see where he's at next weekend, and we get. You know, it's three games this week, Atlanta, Sacramento, and Houston, I think, on Saturday. So, I mean, you'd obviously you'd like 
you know, you'd like to see him in there, but you don't want it to be long term either. So take the long term approach. Yogi filled in pretty, you know, pretty good in uh, preseason over the past two games. So they'll probably just keep Yogi in there, and I'm fine with that. It's fun, and um, yeah, it shouldn't affect Dennis too much. Uh, they get to run the same system with that, but. Really, right now, we're just trying to figure out the rest of the roster or the very end of it. The end of the roster, we've been trying to figure it out all week, and we have a few more things that have been locked in here. We have three players that were waived this week, this weekend. (laughs) Uh, Your your boy, Jamil Warney, uh, was waived, but he was waived, and um, yeah, Yeah, we we knew that was going to happen, but I can't remember who said this on Twitter. I think it was Keith Smith. Uh, said that a lot of these are happening where guys will get signed, you know, one day and then get waived as a way to give them a little bit extra money and a little more incentive for them to sign with their G League team. Um, this is happening all across the league now, and we're just we're just seeing this more and more as as these affiliate teams become more and more, you know, uh, guaranteed and more and more uh, competitive within each other. There's going to be you know competition to to get players on your team because um, they're you know, more and more connected with your squad and your team. And with these two way contracts, I feel like uh, those are just going to grow. I feel like they're just going to have more and more of those. And eventually it'll be a system where it is like the, like major league baseball, where those prospects are your guys. Like those are your guys. Like nobody else can take them because I think, and I, I wrote a piece about this with, uh, with Larry Kuhn that, you know, this is because of Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> like some of these are because of Yogi Ferrell. Cause the, the nets didn't get to keep him. They had to wave him to get, you know, another roster spot. And they ended up, you know, losing him. He ended up being a lot better than they even expected. So, uh, Yogi's kind of thrown uh-huh. this, in, <laughs> throwing the league out of whack in a sense. Uh, but other players have done that as well. But you know, uh, so Jamil Warney going to be signing to the Legends, and then Malik Wayne's gone. We kind of knew that was going to happen. That was the most. That's probably the most obvious camp out <laughs> that's ever that's ever happened. Yeah. And then PJ Dozier, uh, not gonna not gonna happen. So stupid. It, nah, it could I mean, still happen with a two-way. It's still a possibility. Um, we're not, I'm not saying that it's done a done deal that he's gone, gone yet. I mean, I could definitely still see him on the Legends, but uh, he's not going to be on the Mavericks. I think someone else will pick him up uh, pretty soon. But we talked about this last pod. You know, I'm not obviously. I I prefer Dozier over Clavel um, because I I like Dozier's versatility, his uh, his frame, his ability to play one through three, and and the fact that we. We just have a ton of scoring guards already, but um, I, under, I mean, I understand it. You know, Jean ha- had a really good preseason, and um, I'm not like super mad about it. I I did like uh, PJ. I wish he could have stayed, but I think someone else will pick him up. And they should pick him up, and uh, he should develop into something nicely. So, but I was uh, I did frown when I saw <laughs> the news. So. Uh, so with our board bet though, closer to making the roster. Oh yeah. Closer to making the roster was our bet because we didn't think that necessarily either of them would be super, you know, would actually make the the guaranteed roster. Does this count? Cuz they could still waive Clavel. Like it's still a possibility. Uh Tim McMahon came out with a tweet today and said that uh, a report that several other teams were interested in Clavel today. So I'm thinking that the Mavericks are going to want to hold on to him, especially just he's been, you know, pretty impressive uh in preseason, but it's still a possibility. Do we call it now? Do we call it done now that he's closer to making the roster because he didn't get waived? You know, that, that Dozier got waived sooner than Clovel? Or do we hold on to this one and, and no, wait? No, it, it's who, who no, makes the roster. No, no, we said roster. closer, closer to making win the it. roster. 
you're still going to win it. He's going to get the two-way or the roster spot. Like, I don't see him waving him. But, but, but yeah. I mean, you should. Even if he you, gets waved, though, do we still count it? Even though neither of them were close? He stayed on a couple days longer? I'm... I mean, I guess because he stayed 24 hours <laughs> like, later. I'm just going <laughs> to. I just hours. want to see when we're going to call it. So, because what, what? What's that? I guess there's a. I guess that makes him closer to making it, or <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You can have it though if he doesn't make it, but he's going. Yeah, to I, I think I think that one I already won. So, uh, we will continue monitoring that. And so, yeah, go well, ahead. I was just going to say, like Dallas and. It's kind of a, a, a unique situation because they're taking this this roster thing up into the deadline, which will be to, uh, when you're listening to this. Most of you are listening to this, and you already, you know, probably the news already yeah. came out what Dallas did with their last spot. But right now, as we're recording this on Sunday night, Dallas sets a 17, you know, people on the roster at the moment. That's including Jonathan Motley as a two way. So, in order to have their, you know, their roster official. They need to convert somebody to a two-way, or they need to waive another player. They have to do both, and don't they? So they kind of. Well, I mean, they have seventeen players. All they have to do is convert, you know, Clavel to a two-way, and then you're set. I mean, yeah. So then the rest of them, but it's one of these things where, like, dang, are they really going to roster all the bigs? And so, like, they could. You know, there's a couple different really scenarios that could happen. They could. Do the easy route, convert you know Clavel to a two way, and then you don't do anything else. The rest of the guys just make the and roster. You just have this 15, giant roster. You know. Yeah, uh, or you can waive one of Kleber, you know, Withy or Salah, and either keep Clavel on you know the official roster or still make him a two way. You can keep a two way spot open. I talked to Chris Reichert. Uh, yesterday from two two, way, two, days, two ways and ten two days. days ten days yeah he's a fan sided guy so uh, he's one of the best in the business with uh, G League stuff and talked to him yesterday I'm like hey just to m- double make sure you don't have to you don't have to you know fill the two way spots and he's like you're correct that you do not have to to fill it so that might be an inter- that might be an interesting that- strategy for some teams because every once in a while you'll see like a yogi type guy that comes out of nowhere and you're like. Let's just you know throw this guy a bone, you know, and see if he wants to come over and join us for the for that, or a, you know, some other player that comes out of nowhere. You just never know. Yeah, because because you've seen, you know, you might see something like Nick just said, to where if a player goes down or something like that, and a ten day contract comes in, and a guy comes in and plays pretty well, but the team doesn't pick it up, and then somebody like Dallas comes rolling in. So you've seen it with. Um, <sighs> Somebody just played for the Knicks. Anyway, he played for the Knicks in the preseason, and all of a sudden, like you know, the the Knicks wave him, and he goes straight to Orlando for a two way spot. You know, so like Orlando is obviously keeping their eye on him. They signed him to a two way. I mean, straight off getting cut from New York. So <laughs> you could Dallas could you know keep that spot open for the situation Nick talked about, to where if you do have a player that plays well and Dallas sees it and got it plays a week or something. It's like, man, he played pretty good for so-and-so team. Let's make him a two way. But do you have a prediction for what will happen at this point? I feel like Jiverson's going to be the other two way guy. However, we were talking, we were talking before about how, uh, like, like McMahon said, a couple of, you know, 
a couple of teams are interested in him. So he could be trying to use that as leverage to say, like, I don't want to be a two-way player. I want to be, you know, I want all my money guaranteed because he has a like an $800,000 contract right now. It's non-guaranteed, and the non-guaranteed date is in January at some point. And so they could, they could keep him on that deal, or they can convert it into a two-way, and he would make less. I believe. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm 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 right with that. If I, I'd have to do the math of like multiplying out how many days or whatever. But I think he could be trying to use leverage in that sense to where he wants to stay on the roster and not be a two-way. However, I don't even know if he has an agent. So I, you know, I don't know if this is like something he's really trying to do. So. At this point, I feel like he's going to be the other two-way guy. Uh, there's a possibility that they're working on it right now to where he stays on the roster. But then, then you got to either cut somebody or you got to put, you know, Kleber. Or, I can't. I can't imagine they would put Withy or, or Measury on the two-way. That just doesn't even. <laughs> no, I mean they they would have to agree yeah. to it though. I mean that's the thing. That's the thing with the two-way. The player has to agree to it. So like Clavel really doesn't have that much leverage because Dallas has him under contract. To where I mean, the only thing he can say is I don't right. want. The That's two-way. what I'm saying. He could he could say so, that. Like, okay. He could be like, I don't want I don't yeah, want to be the two way. I want to have a, a roster spot. I have all these other teams that are saying they're going to guarantee me a roster spot. You know, like all this stuff. You just I. That's the one clause or that's the one outcome that I that I said that he isn't the two way guy. Yeah. So I mean, they could. You know, Dallas could. You know, wave let's say Withy or Salah or something, you know, one of them guys and then keep, you know, John on the official roster and, and go from there. So I don't know. It would just be, uh, you know, you don't see, there's obviously, you know, some type of situation going on because Dallas waived three players, you know, some of these, you know, most of these teams out here are just making the one announcement, waving three or four players and then the roster set Dallas waves three, but yet they still have to make another move before the Monday deadline. So, there's something going on right now. They're trying to figure some stuff out. So, but obviously, by the time you listen to this, you're probably gonna, you know, know. Yeah, exactly you probably what know what it is, uh, and you probably already know that SeatGeek is the best app to get your tickets at. It aggregates all the other ticket apps. You don't have to go look all around the internet, all around the interwebs, all over all the other apps. Just use SeatGeek. Uh, go there, download it. If you haven't, the Mavericks play their first game, their first real game. You could see. Dennis Smith Jr. in action for real, that it actually matters. It's not summer league. It's not preseason. It's not like some video where he's dunking on one of his best friends. It's, it's nothing like that. It's actual real basketball, and they're playing against Atlanta. And if you remember the preseason game in Atlanta, he played pretty well against them. So Dennis versus Dennis, the German point guard versus the German uh, teammate. I guess we can put it like that. <laughs> See those two square off in the season opener. I'm sure there are tickets available right now on SeatGeek. You can go download the app, use the promo code LONBA. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONBA today. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I'm looking right now, and there are tons of tickets left. There's an $11 ticket in the upper bowl. There's a... A uh, couple of fifty dollar tickets in the lower bowl. You can go see. You can go see our boys play. So go check that out. Seagate promo code LONBA. All right. The rest of this pod, we are going to be talking about our season predictions. We're going to be doing all of our our awards. We're going to be doing our playoff teams. We're going to be doing all of our um, the playoff teams, the finals. We're doing who we think is going to be the NBA champion from the perspective of the Dallas Mavericks. 
I guess. <laughs> so we just wanted to do this. It's fun to go through, and we'll, we'll keep them as part of our board bets. If we get any of these right, they'll count as three points for us. And then at the end of the at the end of the year, we'll count them all up. One of us will do something stupid that we'll come up with. We still need some some board bet payoffs. So guys, go ahead and tweet those into us. The uh, board bet pay. I'm not getting a Dwight Powell <laughs> tattoo. So just stop. It. Also, before we move on to this, I wanted to uh, announce that I will be doing a Reddit AMA tonight. If you're listening to this on Monday, so it'll be around seven or eight p.m., uh, I will be starting that. I'll be starting that off on on Reddit Mavericks. So go to Reddit, find the Dallas Mavericks page, and uh, check out that post. It should be pinned to the top when you get there, if, it, if you're there in time. Uh, go ahead and ask me some questions. Just comment on there, and uh, I will answer them to the best of my ability. And Isaac will be probably creeping around, and he might he might answer a couple here and there just you know as a creep. But I'll ask a, a random question here and there about the Lakers. <laughs> With like a random username. He's like a ghostwriter username. <laughs> So, all right, let's start it off right away. Let's go to our MVP of the league. We'll start it off. We'll start it off with the big one. Uh, last year, Russell Westbrook. We've had uh, Durant in the past. We've had Curry a couple times already. LeBron four times. It doesn't seem like it's going to be one of those guys. So, all these guys are teaming up. You see all these guys with other stars on the team. You have the voter fatigue with LeBron. You have Westbrook that's not going to win it again. You have Harden and Chris Paul canceling each other out. You have. You know, the guys in Golden State sort of canceling each other out. You have one guy that's by himself that's going to be on a good team. You have one dude that can be better this year. He might not even start opening night. My MVP this year, the silent one, the silencer, Kawhi Leonard. The claw. The claw. The claw. And I'm going off of this because of all those things I just said. He's going to be the one guy on his team, and I feel like voters are going to be really uh, – if, if the team plays well, let's say they win 55 games or something like that, I think they're going to look at that and be like, man, he has to be because he's just doing it. And LaMarcus Aldridge's stock is so low right now that he doesn't even feel like he's a, <laughs> doesn't even feel like he's a good player. You know, just people are so down on him uh, that I feel like that will up Kawhi Leonard's value in this. I really wanted to give it to Giannis. I really, really did. If Jabari was completely healthy, I feel like that team would be good enough that they would that you know Giannis would have a shot. But you know they're kind of limping around over there. Yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Some of these, um, I know MVP we talked about in a board bet we did as far as a new MVP this year. So yeah, I won't, I won't and I went and I went with yes. Yeah, and I uh, I won't spend too much on it because I I made my pick then uh, obvious, but I have Kevin Durant as my MVP this year. And I think um, you know last year before his injury, he was averaging close to thirty points a game on a seventy win team, and I think he'll be right back there again. You, know, you can't predict injuries, but as long as he stays healthy, I think Golden State will be better than they were last year, if that's even possible. Second year in the system. They're for, so deep now. It's crazy. I'm, K- looking at, I'm looking at their depth chart, and I'm like, man, Nick Young is like their third like their third wing off the bench. Yeah, because Pat McCall, you know, is actually grew into something. Jordan Bell is yeah. nice in the preseason. But, uh, Iguodala, yeah. Iguodala comes off their bench, which is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have Kevin Durant. I think he'll be uh, for the exact reasons that he would have won it last year if he didn't, you know, get hurt. So, I think a dark horse uh, to watch. I think LeBron it, it is will definitely be in a yeah. conversation. I'm just not sure if LeBron will play enough to get it. And I think he'll definitely set out some games here and there, and 
But or win enough. I mean, they only won. What did they win? Fifty-one games last year. It just yeah. doesn't seem to me to be enough. Um, I think a their, dark their horse, team is worse. I think a dark horse to watch would be Kyrie, um, because I think Boston will finish with that number one seed. They're young yeah. guys, so they're not going to be. It's not like Cleveland, where they might have to rest some guys and take it slow. And Cleveland, you know, could finish anywhere in the you know the playoffs and still come out of these probably. And but. <laughs> But no, I have Kevin Durant, MVP. That's fair. That is a fair assessment. I don't want that because I feel like that would just be boring. But <laughs> All right, defensive player of the year. Who are you going with? The silent one, the claw. You're going with yeah. him. I am I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. Um for a lot of reasons that you said it. I mean, he's still the, you know, the best in my opinion, the best perimeter uh, defender in the league. Whatever advanced stats want to say from last year, but um I like Draymond a lot. Draymond would be my second choice. But, yeah, I think Kawhi Leonard uh, is a defensive player of the year. I'm going to go with the stifle tower himself, Rudy Gobert. I think that team's just going to be so good defensively. Uh, and that's the that's they're going to focus so much on defense that, you know, I think they're just going to – he's going to be super impressive and they're going to stand out a lot. Uh, if they end up making the playoffs, I feel like that's going to be, you know, really good for him. And also, I feel like he's just kind of due at this point. You know, like these three yeah. guys have just been kind of circling this award, you know, been Kawhi, Draymond, and now I think it's just Rudy Gobert's turn. So uh, I could see it being Kawhi, obviously, but to win the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year would be, I mean, I think Michael Jordan's done that. I think yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon has done that. I don't know if anyone else has done that. I don't know of anybody either. That's the only two I know of. You maybe I, I don't even know when they started doing that award. So I'm thinking like you know Bill Russell or something like that. But yeah, like I mean, Bill, Bill now, Bill. at that point we're go, we're going back to the '60s. So, yeah. all right, six man of the year. This was a tough one because you try to look at some of the options you have here. You know, you have your Eric Gordon from last year. Does he repeat? Does he do it again? Do you have Nerlens Noel? Do you have uh, Lou Williams for the Clippers, who is you know always a guy that's going to score a ton off the bench? Got a couple of dark horses for me. Uh, Patrick Patterson for the Thunder. I feel like if if guys are going to be not necessarily cutesy with their voting, but if they want a guy that's actually going to make a, a you know an impact besides just scoring, let's say they want to go in that direction because it's been it has been just this guy that only scores off the bench. It has yeah. been you know Jamal Crawford and Eric Gordon. If they finally break the mold and do that, it could be a Patrick Patterson, uh, Josh Richardson. I don't think is going to start for the Heat because of Dion Waiters' contract that he signed, and Waiters Island has just moved into the uh, moved into the area of Miami, but. Josh Richardson, I feel like, could be a guy that gets some votes for this. But my man, Iggy, Andre Iguodala. I once said that last year he would probably be the best player on the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. I'll never uh, forget I that. think he's going to end up winning six-man because he, he, he'll he just finally get it. The team will be good enough. They'll realize how good that bench is and that he is just doing so much for them. I do like that pick. And you hit it right on the, on the head that normally the six-man of the year award – goes to just whoever freaking scores the most pretty much off the bench. Um, but Lou Williams was my pick for the longest time because I am higher on, higher on the Clippers than a lot of people. Um, but recently I changed it over the past week or so because of uh, a lineup shift uh, with the team and I'm going with J.R. Smith. Wow. I now was that, I was looking at all those Cleveland guys and I was like, man, who is who are they going to go with? Now that Wade's Who's in town, so now he's not starting. So now he's just going to be there, just 
hey, come off the bench and just light it up in our second unit. So they're going to, you know, be one through three in the East, somewhere through there probably. So, yeah, J.R. Smith's my sixth man of the year. Nice. JR for six man is going to be, that'd be hilarious. Cause he'd have to give a little speech. And <laughs> I don't, oh I don't know if, on TV. And I don't know if we're ready for that. <laughs> if they do the award show again, which I don't know if they're doing it again. Do they, have they announced it? I have I no think. clue. I don't know. LeBron and Dwayne Wade did a little interview with uh, Rachel Nichols and man, I'm excited for them to be back together. I'm super, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm super excited. I just I think that it's great. I think that the two of them together, it's just fun for social media purposes. Well, we've already seen it with the LeBron and the hair thing. Uh, that was hilarious. So, all right, most improved in our position, you know, rankings. This guy did not get enough love for me, so I'm coming back. I'm making it up. I'm making it up to him. This is the makeup call of all makeup calls. Gary Harris, my most oh my improved gosh. player of the year. <laughs> That's awesome. You Gary Harris hater. <laughs> I I just said he was going to be most improved, man. I, yeah. I can't be a hater anymore. Here's my here's my thing with this award. I, I actually love this award, but it you almost have to it's almost not true. <laughs> just just you and the people that win it, man. Those are the only people that love this award. <laughs> I love the award, but it's it should almost be based off how the voters vote. It should almost be like a biggest increase title. in usage. <laughs> well, it should be like the best young star, because like the yeah, past like the three rising winners, star award or something. Exactly because the past three winners has been a Greek Freak, C.J. McCollum, and Jimmy Butler. So it's hard to look at the award and say, like you pretty much got to look at it and say, okay, who's the next? young superstar or like star in the league that hasn't been recognized yet. And that's going to be your winner of the award. And so I think the natural, a natural pick for this will be Jokic. I think he's just like, he was, he was third last year. Okay. So yeah, I think he's just like Greek freak, you know, got it last year. So now it'll be a kind of Jokic turn. Uh, But I'm going to, I don't want to just, I feel like that will be a lot of people's pick. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't looked at people's picks yet, so um but I'm gonna go with DeJounte Murray. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I think he's gonna he might not win the award because he might not get to that stardom level that most of these most improved players will get, but I think the Spurs will be, you know, fourth or fifth in the in the West and I think he's gonna be the the best shot at helping him get there. Like Patty Mills is great, but you kind of just need him in that second. You need, you know, Murray's length. I think, you know, he was projected to go much higher in the draft, you know, two years ago, and he fell to 29th to the Spurs. And I like his game. There's a lot of talk just about how much he's improved and stuff. So I think he's going to take a big step forward this year for San Antonio. And he's my pick for the – he's my he's my pick. But I, I think Jokic will probably win it. But I'm going to go with Murray. He's gonna. He's also gonna get a lot more opportunity with you know, obviously with Tony Parker being out. So I feel like he could even take Patty Mills' spot as the starter at some point. You know, if they decide that he's better at a six-man role and they just want to roll with the, uh, that'd be so weird to have <laughs> to have Danny Green and and uh, 
Deontay Murray as your starters, and then you have Ginobili and Patty Mills coming off the bench. <laughs> that's kind of like your your backups almost better than your starters at that point. <laughs> but that's so Spursy though. I mean, that's I mean, right. They, they brought Manu off the bench forever, and he, you know, they're like third best player on the team, and so sometimes he was their second best player on the team. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Murray. Jokic will probably win it, but my pick's gonna be Murray. All right, the Coach of the Year award. I'm going boring. I'm going with Steve Kerr. I feel like the team's just going to be so good that they they got to win a couple things. You know, you're, you can't have a team that wins seventy something games and only walk away with you know six man of the year. It's got to be got to give them something else. So I'm giving them coach. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I like Kerr. You can never go wrong with it. Um, I got two two guys. Um, I have Jason Kidd because I think Milwaukee will Ooh. finish in the. Top three or four in the East. That's NBA champion Jason Kidd to you. NBA champion Jason Kidd. I'm really torn. It's I'm really tough right now between him or or Tibbs, and because you know my love for Minnesota this year, I have them four. Yeah. I have them above San Antonio, and so it, I mean that's going to be an almost twenty win difference. So I think it's going to be really hard, no matter the improvements to the roster they make, for voters to look at that and be like. This team made a twenty win difference, you know, if that's what happens and say like, dang, he doesn't deserve this award. So I guess I'm gonna go with Tibbs. I'll go with Tibbs over Jason Kidd. Wow. You are super high on the Timberwolves and it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting for them. They gotta improve a lot. I am I, lot. I'm really high on them. All right. So the final one. We are in agreement with this award, I think. Unless you've changed it overnight. The Rookie of the Year award goes to... Slangin. Dennis Smith. <laughs> the Tudor. Captain of the Slang Gang himself. We're going with him. We're, we're both. We're both going with him, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, we have to at this point. I mean, he's he's our guy. We're getting behind him. We're getting behind the Slang Gang train. And we can't go with anybody else. If I said Lonzo, how many tweets would I get tomorrow? Uh, Ten from me. <laughs> just everybody be coming at me uh, I don't think Lonzo's going to win it I feel like Kuzma's going to get more votes than Lonzo at the end of the year yeah I mean my whole thing with Lonzo is, is can he score enough but uh, I would put Ben Simmons right behind Dennis Smith um, yeah I think that's look, my second one he's looked nice so I think we have and, a board bet on the top three rookie of the year votes and uh, you said it would be Dennis Simmons and Lonzo. And yeah, said, I said Lonzo, I said no. Ben, Ben Simmons, and, and Dennis would be the top three in any order. And you said no. I think that's what it's going to end up being. Um, the, the, that was a joke about Kuzma, by the way, just because everybody's <laughs> freaking out about Kuzma. I don't think he's going to get more votes than, than Lonzo. Uh, also, can we talk? About, can we use this time right now to talk about Markel Fultz? What the heck is going on over there? They're not starting him. TJ McConnell has basically outplayed him. You know, in preseason and training camp, which you sort of expect from a guy that's been around, a try-hard kind of guy like T.J. McConnell that always goes out there and, you know, has been pretty good for them. I mean, he's won a couple of games for them, that famous, you know, picture that the jumping, like, like fist-pump picture that was Joel Embiid's Twitter avatar for forever. Um, I think it might still be his Twitter avatar. I haven't looked, I haven't looked in a while. But oh, my gosh. Speaking of Joel Embiid. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, <laughs> but Markel Fultz. Coming off the bench for them, 
which doesn't look great for his, you know, rookie of the year odds. If I shot with, free throws like that, I I should be making towel sculptures with Dwight Powell. <laughs> and yeah, he, they changed his shot up. And also, uh, I thought that that Markel and, and Ben Simmons would split some more votes. But if that's gonna, if Markel's not gonna be even close to being ready, he's gonna be coming off the bench. Then I, they're not gonna split votes at all. Yeah, and I'm worried about Markel's shoulder. I've heard some, I've read some different things about his shoulder injury, how that might have even played into his free throw change. Um, Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, they think There's, it's gonna be a long term deal. Like, why would you yeah. change your shot just because of an injury? Ke- Kevin O'Connor. Um, talked about in a podcast and he like caught up with Fultz after the game and asked him if that shoulder injury played into that free throw change. And he he was like, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I think he admitted to it a little bit, but I don't know. It'd just be something to, to monitor with that. But Ben Simmons, he's looked super nice though. Yeah. It's interesting with Simmons and Lonzo and now, and uh Tia Dosich coming in the league, all these like super good passers are coming in the league. And I wonder if that's the next, thing. don't you dare put them on. <laughs> don't you put them on Tia Dosich's level. Not the level, just the style. Not, yeah, no, I know what you get. I, I They're will. way better than Tia Dosich. I mean, as overall players, not passers. <laughs> no, yeah, as, uh, but just yeah, like all these, and then Jokic, obviously, you know, is a guy that recently came into the league, that's super good passer, and fascinating that we have this, this, <laughs> in the league and in AAU, we have these guys that all they do is ISO and you know don't pass, and that's sort of the complaint is that you know none of these young guys pass, blah blah, blah. and we have three of probably the best passers in the NBA right now that just came into the league. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know who to believe at this point. So uh, and. Lonzo being a great passer coming from the ball family where you, you'd expect those guys to just only jack up shots. And that's what his little brothers do, but God, man, the ball in the family documentary is, is still great though. Is it a documentary? No, it's a reality show. Oh, oh we still know great. you think it's great. Nick still great on Facebook. They did the, they did the whole thing where, uh, Lonzo's girlfriend is like, you know, putting pictures of herself all over Lonzo's new apartment and <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> you just look around and you're like, we know exactly why those are in there. And then right as you're thinking that, you're like, oh, she's putting those up so that when girls come over, Lonzo just looks at her and goes, you're putting all these up there. So if girls come over, that they'll see that and ask who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. All right. Moving on from that, we have Dennis Smith Jr. as our rookie of the year. The Let's do the Eastern Conference playoff picture. So we both just said earlier that we have Boston and Cleveland as our one, two. You have Boston as one. Correct. Yeah. And Cleveland is two, three for me is going to be Washington. I think you have Milwaukee here. I do. I have Milwaukee and then Washington. I just think Washington's going to be, I, I think that the wall Beal combination is still better than any two players that are on the, that are on the bucks. And I think that they, I just uh, need, well, I need should Bill, have a better, I, I would need Bill to stay out of the uh, doctor's office. Bill. So, uh, Bradley Bill, I would need him to stay oh, out. I thought of... he said Bill. Like, I was... <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. Sometimes your accent in the, in the way that you. Bill Nye, the science. <laughs> I thought you were talking guy. about Bill Simmons at first. I was like, why are you talking about Bill Simmons staying out of the doctor's office? I love <laughs> how you just blame my accent for Bill. <laughs> okay, say his name again Bradley Bill. <laughs> it sounds like you were saying Bill. <laughs> Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I have another friend 
that's on the uh, Seeing Stars podcast with me, uh, Chris Ford, and he has an accent kind of a little bit like yours, not as much, but he says like uh, Jim Neal, and Jim Neal is the GM of the Dallas Stars, and so when he kept saying Jim Neal, it sounded like Nil, and so forever I thought the dude's name was Jim Neal, like that Jim Neal was the, and now this is the same thing with Bill. So I need to pronounce it like a like an eel in the ocean. That's Bradley, how it's pronounced. Bradley Abiel. <laughs> it still sounds like John Bill. Wall and Bradley Abiel. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with John. I also picked John Wall first in our uh, our fantasy draft, so I'm I have some I have some stock in John Wall right now. There you go. I have Milwaukee fourth though. I, not to not to go a ton off track here, but with Marcus Morris being out for a while. They, you know, they announced it. You know, it looks like Jason Tatum's going to start. What if Tatum like kills it and then can, keeps the starting spot? He could get Oof. some rookie of the year love. He pulls a Dak Prescott and makes him lose his job. Yeah. But anyway, all right, back to our standings. But I just don't think he's going to get the stats at the end of the year. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll, we'll be there, but I don't know. We have some sophisticated voters now. We got, we got the advanced stats. We got the the guys in there. So if you see, you know, guys making a push for it. So okay, who do you have fourth in the East? I have Washington fourth. Okay, so we just got those flipped. Yeah. Fifth for me is going to be Toronto, and I would be surprised if you had anybody else. Uh, yeah, I have Toronto. All right, it's six. It's, pre- it's pretty much after. It's after that. It's after you know. Fifth. After that is a is a crapshoot. Those fun. are the, those are the five teams that are going to definitely make the playoffs. The rest, I don't know. <laughs> Charlotte for me is my sixth team. I do not have Charlotte making the playoffs. Wow, you don't with Kemba. No love for Kemba. I like Kemba, but Batum's going to be out for a while. So I don't think that matters very much in, the, in this conference. <laughs> yeah, but like Dwight Dwight Howard's not like awesome. But I mean, he's, I, be, he's better than uh, than uh, the Pl- whatever Plumley brother they had. That that is true. True statement. Um, I debated on them for my eighth spot, but I have Miami at six. Yeah, Miami seventh. Okay. And I could I could see that flipping, but yeah, Miami to me definitely makes the playoffs. I have them at seven for a specific reason. Um, who do you have at seven? The process. Do you do? I have them at eight. Ah, dang. Who? I, and then you have Detroit at eight. I'm assuming. I do. Yes. Yeah. The process making the playoffs, man. This. <laughs> those fans would go so nuts. Like, here's my thing. Even oh my even if Embiid doesn't play like a lot of the season. I still like Ben Simmons. They've, Fultz, had, they've added Sarge, so much talent. Covington, uh, Reddick. Like I still like those guys compared to some of these others. That I mean the chances of you know Simmons and Embiid, you can't really bet against injuries, but saying both of them are gonna be down or something like I like their talent and yeah, I'm I have them seventh. Yeah, I was as I was going through this, I'm like, man, there just really is no options besides Philadelphia and Detroit for that eighth spot. I mean, I have the tenth best team in the Eastern Conference right now as the Brooklyn Nets, and I didn't feel like that was much of a stretch. Mm. That's how bad it. Because okay, this is the rest that I just did. The rest of the conference, I have Detroit as my ninth team, Brooklyn as my tenth team, the Knicks, the Magic, the Pacers, the Hawks, the Bulls. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just can't see any of those teams being better than Brooklyn. Maybe the Knicks, uh, maybe the Pacers. If let's say Miles Turner takes another step, and if Victor Oladipo on his own team with a you know an actual big that's you know good is really helpful for him, I don't know. That's yeah. the only thing I could see happening. 
I, I like Indiana over Brooklyn right now, uh, just because I would take Oladipo and Miles Turner probably over anybody on Brooklyn. I'd probably take Oladipo over Russell right now. I don't know. It'd be pretty, pretty even. I don't know if I would take him over Lynn though right now. As far as as far as leading a team, being the lead guard on a team, a guy that's actually going to take you take you to wins. Uh, mm. Oladipo to me seems like a, a complimentary piece instead of like a guy that's going to actually go out there and get you buckets and get you wins. Jeremy but, Jeremy Lynn's not a complimentary piece. Is he an alpha piece? He's, he's not. He is an alpha piece. <laughs> he he drove Carmelo Anthony. No, <laughs> I mean in the in functionally what he is as a player he is a guy that can go get you some buckets he's a guy that'll run run an offense that's why they have him as the point guard yeah anyway Uh, we've talked way too much we've talked way too much about this for a mavericks podcast okay about the east western conference we both have golden state as number one that's hey wait real quick we'll just would you put the mavericks in the playoffs in the east where okay let's do this where would we put them in the east because yes they would make the playoffs i put i would would be i would put them sixth or seventh I would put them sixth. I would put them above Charlotte at this point. They're just better as an overall team. I don't think they're better than Toronto or Milwaukee or Washington. Definitely. No, no. But I would put them right there underneath them. Anyway. All right. And that's not with that's not with what their record is going to be in the Western Conference. That's if they transitioned over to the Eastern Conference and had to play all those teams as many times as they did. So Correct. That, and that's one of my pet peeves is when people try to argue the conferences and say, oh, the East is not that bad, and they look at records. I'm like, the freak, man. It's because like they're not <laughs> playing some of these other teams in our conference. You know, they're playing them four times. Like, and even so, their records are still like 10 games apart on, on either side. You know, you look at the, the yeah. seeds and – what was that one year that you got to win 50 games to make the playoffs in the West? Yeah, insane, man. It's probably going to be that again this year. It very well could. All right, number two in the West. I think if we're sticking where we have been, I had Houston and you had OKC. Correct. And then the next one, I had OKC and you had Houston. We just Cor- have them correct at that point. Number four, we've done this over and over. You have Minnesota. I have the Spurs still sticking with them. I have Minnesota right after that. Did you go with the Spurs at five? Correct. Yes. All right. So we've just kind of flip-flopped. We have the same top five again on both sides. Number six in the West. I've gone back and forth on this. I've had different teams in this spot. I've I've came to a conclusion. I think it will be the Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim. That's what I've had. I've, I've, I'm all in on them. I mean, a lot of people hate on them. I'm... I've had them penciled in at six. I love, I like Bev and, and Milos together and yep. Blake. I mean, you're obviously betting a lot on Blake's health, but I need less rivers in my life and there's two of them on the Clippers. So that's I can't stand them. So, but <laughs> either of them, <laughs> my number seven team, I have the, the Portland trailblazers. Okay. Okay. I could see them. I could see them jumping up to seven to six, maybe. Uh, who do you have at seven? Um, I have Denver. Okay, and I have Denver as my eighth seed. Okay, so you don't have Utah making the playoffs either. I don't. You don't have it either. I don't. I have Portland at eight. Okay. Oh, so we have the same playoff teams. Yeah, same playoff teams. I was man, I was really struggling too. Um, it's tough. <clears throat> the, yeah, Utah was the only team I was really. I think the Pelicans might be a little bit better. Well, not really, not anymore. But 
I was a little bit yeah, higher. Now, than... now Rondo's out. What the heck? Okay. <laughs> um, He's you out know, for what a month, two months? I don't know. You know, I'm not high on Memphis at all. I, no. I'm still stick. I think Dallas will have a better record than them. Um, yeah. So I mean, Utah. One of those teams right through there. Utah, Portland, or you know, Utah, Portland, Denver, or the Clippers. One of them are, is not going to make the playoffs, and one of them could very well make a case to push for the Eastern Conference Finals if they're in the East. The Clippers, definitely. Yeah. And then I aren't the Blazers just as good as the Wizards? I mean, they have the same strength and the same flaws. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... No bench, two really good guards. You have, you know, a center that's, you know, can be good, can be, you know... I mean, if Dirk is just healthy, I mean, he's better than any of the Washington bigs. He's better than Gortat, straight up, right oh, now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He he can be, but we've also seen him not be. That it's just the thing about Nurk is the consistency. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you see. He's a he's like a fifty percent player to me. He's super super good, or he's just not there. Yeah, and our whole thing with Utah. I mean, I don't want to be like a Utah hater because I mean, I do like him. It's just the scoring. I mean, you're just putting so a lot a lot of pressure on Roddy Hood and Ingles and Ingles. Um, you know. Ricky Rubio, I think he's underrated. I'm I'm higher on him the most, but still, it's just that they, they just don't. You're putting a lot on Joe Johnson off the bench. We'll see. They're going to defend really, really well. They're going to be like um like a Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> Pitts, you know Pittsburgh before you know whatever yeah. before. But Pittsburgh has a really good offense now. But they're they're the, De- they're they're the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what they're going to be. So. We'll see. I think I think they're the right now they're the odd team out. But one injury happens, you know, Blake Griffin goes down for half the year. There you go. Or, but you could say that for a lot of teams. You you really look at these, these teams and say, all right, how many injuries would it take for them to move yeah. out of the playoffs? And really, I mean, from the Spurs up, it would take multiple. But with these, you know, four teams in the West, you know, if Blake goes down. Clippers, I mean, that could be enough for Utah to beat them out. If Definitely. Rudy, if, oh, if Blake go, if Blake goes down for a significant amount of time, I don't think they make the playoffs. That's it, how that's how much he matters to that team. Yeah. So I mean, then you look at Denver. If Millsap or Jokic goes down, same thing. If you know McCollum or Lillard goes down, same thing. Would Nurkic hold the same weight? I'm not for sure. I wouldn't say so. I I think they could still pull the A seed, but. And then you look at like Utah, if, you know, if Gobert goes down, somebody like that, you know, like that would be. But the West is stupidly stacked. It'll be fun. It's stupid. So let's talk about the playoffs in the West, how it's going to break down. Then we'll do the East, and then we'll do our uh, finals, and then we'll finish up here. Uh, I have Golden State over Denver, Houston over Portland, OKC over Minnesota, the Spurs over the Clippers, and. So that gives me a Warriors-Spurs matchup and a Rockets-Thunder matchup that I'm excited about in the semis. Uh, I'll take Houston over OKC in that matchup. We'll have the Western Conference Finals again. Run it back. Golden State and Houston run back from two years ago when it was that. Golden State winning out in that. Going to the finals again. Fourth straight time. Yeah, I mean, I have it. Um... Well, did I did I bore you, Isaac? Is the... <laughs> no, did the, I bore I mean, you with my Western Conference Finals pick? The West is so stacked. I mean, but it's so stacked that 
I don't know. It'll be it'll be a really fun playoffs, but I think the seeds will kind of play itself out. And yeah. so I mean, I I have I think we're gonna have, and the league will want this so bad. The NBA will want this so bad as OKC Warriors, Western Conference Finals, Durant Westbrook, Oklahoma City and Durant, the new super team against the. Super super team, like I mean, it would just it would just <laughs> yeah. be so fun and so How fun. How sad to watch is it and, that it doesn't even seem like the Thunder are a super team? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna look like an all star team out there. I mean, Westbrook, Mello, Paul George, Curry, Durant, Draymond, Clay. Like, I mean, that's just that's just insanity to think that's two regular teams and not an all star game. But seven game series, I think OKC could you know definitely win two or three, but. Golden State's just on a different level, so have Golden State. Yeah, you start finals. looking at the depth. Do you know who the backup point guard to the Rockets is right now? They, I mean, it's probably going to be Eric Gordon, but I mean, they're probably going to say Bobby Brown. But yeah, Bobby Brown. <laughs> so unless they drop, yeah. try to stagger the other guys. And the backup point guard to the Warriors is still Sean Livingston, which is still crazy. He could start for a lot of these teams in the East. Yeah. So all right, you have. You have OKC going into the Western Conference Finals with the Warriors? I do, yes. All right, now let's move over to the East. Boston over Philadelphia for me in the first round. Hold on. That's your that's your fun 1-8 matchup. Can I just – I just want to say something real quick with the West because you talked about the matchups and it made me start thinking about matchups. And right now, with if I have Houston at three and the Clippers at six – how fun would it be to watch Beverly guard Harden? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, that would be so much fun, man. And Bev Dang, would that eat would that up. It would be so like, yeah, you know, it'd be fun. And Dang, that would be awesome. And Chris Paul against the Clippers, Austin Rivers or somebody on Chris yeah. Paul. Clippers, Clippers, Rockets. Let's get excited for that. That would be awesome. Anyway, back to these. Uh, I have Boston over over the 76ers in an exciting Joel Embiid-centered you know, 1-8 matchup in the playoffs. The guy played 31 games in the NBA and then comes in the playoffs and dominates, but they don't win. This is going to be a lot like the series when um, the Warriors played the, the Pelicans that first time and Anthony Davis just balled out. I'm excited to see that. I do remember that series. Then I have... Another fun matchup in the East. Cleveland over Miami in the 2-7. You have LeBron and Wade coming back and playing their former team. They destroy them, but it'll still be just fun. Washington over Charlotte. Milwaukee over Toronto again. Then you have uh, Boston over Milwaukee. Cleveland over Washington. And you have Cleveland-Boston again in the Eastern Conference Finals with Cleveland pulling it out with on a, on a Derrick Rose game winner floater at the end of the of game seven Derek Rose game winner <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think this is it's almost the same stuff as the West um, I think the NBA definitely would want Boston and Cleveland in the Western Conference Finals whoever Philadelphia matches up if they make it squeak into the playoffs and they make it in it's going to be fun especially if everybody's healthy um yeah. What I would do to see Philadelphia beat Cleveland in like the first round of the playoffs, I don't know what I would do. I'd, I'd cry. I almost just choked on my water just now when you said that. 
<laughs> what would have to happen? I feel like that's a whole other podcast. What would have to happen for the 76ers to beat the Cavaliers? Embiid against Kevin Love, Ben Simmons, and oh, LeBron. Embiid would eat him up. Ben Simmons and LeBron. It's like the new young LeBron against yeah, LeBron. Ben Simmons would have to be just a dominant defender. But but they also have Covington they would throw at LeBron too. And then Dang. They match up pretty well. Yeah. And then you have I mean, you don't know what Fultz a Fultz, you know, what he would be at that point would be crucial. Fultz I feel like Fultz in a playoff series in his rookie year would just you know, he would be like so hidden. He would just and you wouldn't be able to see him. <laughs> TJ McConnell versus Derrick Rose. Now we might, hopefully Isaiah Thomas is back by then, but I might take McConnell in that one. <laughs> uh, All right, but, you have the same. You have Cleveland and Boston. I do have Cleveland and Boston. It's very, very intriguing, especially if Jabari comes back and is healthy. Ooh. That that would be the only team that would really push it for me as far as just if if we're talking a healthy Jabari with Greek, with you know, Middleton, Brogdon. I don't think Milwaukee's done either. I really think that they make a move at some point and add another piece, whether it's a big or uh, another guard. But I don't know. That's really, really intriguing to me. I like them. I think Greek takes that next step again this year. So they they could they could challenge those two teams possibly if fully healthy. But I still have Boston and Cleveland, and I still have Cleveland beating Boston for and, one one more year. And the Warriors beating the Cavaliers in five in four. <laughs> I I would have them in four at, with this iteration of their roster. Man, the Warriors got deeper, and the Cavaliers got worse. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the cat wars. Everything with Cleveland depends on Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it's it just does. it so does. And you can't really predict anything with Isaiah right now. I mean, it's what Jan- at least January at this point. Yeah, that's so, so far away. And that's you know that's if you know that's right now. So like, we'll see we'll see how that you know, that turns out. If I listened a little bit of Jeff Van Gundy's pod today with with Zach Lowe, and he said. If Isaiah Thomas is not there, if he if he's out of the playoffs, would you take Boston or Cleveland? And Van Gundy said he would have Boston beating Cleveland. And Zach Lowe was like floored by it. And I was like, dang, I don't know if I would be that surprised if Boston beat Cleveland with if Cleveland didn't have Isaiah. Yeah, man. You're asking a Just, lot on Derrick Rose at that point. And or Dwayne Wade. Yeah, but like I mean, yeah, and there's just like no spacing and Yeah, I hope I hope Wade is just jacking up threes all summer, you know. I don't cuz I I don't want him to win. So, well, for the for for their <laughs> sakes. If you're if you're a Cleveland fan. All right, that's what we have. We have all those uh Let me we'll ask you this back. question. We'll revisit them throughout the year. Would you agree that Cleveland if you're looking at Cleveland and Golden State, which team if you had to pick one? Would not be in the finals. It would be Cleveland. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Because without, I just, in, it's without just, injury. Yeah, well, the West is just so loaded. Like even though we put you know Warriors above them, you know they still West still has a couple teams that have some crazy talent. Actually, I don't know about that. It's hard for me to imagine anybody beating Cleveland, Boston. 
I guess I could see, but they're also still a bunch of new guys. You know, you, you saw this with the you know the Timberwolves, and obviously these guys are super young. But when you throw a bunch of dudes together, it doesn't necessarily attribute the first year. Washington, I don't see. Milwaukee, I don't see. Toronto, I definitely don't see. And anybody else in the East, I just don't see beating Cleveland as long as LeBron is, you know, cooking. I might say I might say the Warriors because just, you know, they can – if they have to play either – if they have to play both Houston and OKC in, you know, going up to the, you know, the finals, that could wear them down. You know, like they could just – those could be slogs of a series. So – yeah, if you're Golden State, I mean, you definitely want Houston to finish, Houston and OKC to finish two and three. Yeah, <laughs> you'd much rather play uh, San Antonio in the second round than the other. That's that's a dumb thing to say. You'd much rather play San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I would that's still. A... <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but I would much rather play them over. Gosh. All right, there you go. That is our. Monday pod guys we're so close to regular season basketball we just went through all of our eastern and western conference uh, playoff teams how they're gonna end up we went through our awards we also talked about some of the news today with you know Dozier and Wayne's out Warney going to the legends and with John Clavel Jiverson sticking around for a little while so you guys have probably heard about the news by now but we're recording this on Sunday night guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs and go check out the Reddit AMA if you haven't. Right, Monday night um, on Reddit, the Dallas Mavericks Reddit, I will be answering some questions there. So go ahead and do that. And then we will be doing an AMA podcast probably on all those questions. So you'll probably get a shout out. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Peace out. Boom. Boom.